0: You know, earlier on uh, Tuesday, it was Industrial Day. We heard from General Electric and all the big uh, industrial companies. But it sort of moved to electronics and tech in the afternoon. Some of those earnings weren't as good as some of the ones we were seeing in the industrials. Texas Instruments, uh, the Dallas-based analog semiconductor company, reported earnings that were better than expected, but revenue is a little light. And the outlook is... Um, Maybe a problem. Rafael Lazardi's chief financial officer for TI joins us right now. Good to have you with us, sir.
1: Good to be here, David. Thank you.
0: So what I what I heard, what I saw, what I saw the market reacting to was some caution going forward that uh, that uh, the, the slowdown is, is still out there. And in fact, evidently is broadening a little bit in, in, in some of the some of the demand for your products.
1: So, revenue uh, came in about as expected in the third quarter, um, but uh, we continue to operate in a weak environment, and that's reflected in our uh, in our guidance, and that's where that's where you're seeing the street uh, uh, react. Uh, and we are seeing uh, weakness uh, broadening uh, in the case of industrial to uh, nearly all the sectors uh, within the industrial end market.
0: That's amazing. I mean, you make. You must have 80,000, what, is it 80,000 different products that you make? Is there weakness? Correct. Across, weakness pretty much across the board?
1: Well, so let, let's, um, uh, for third quarter, the numbers that we just uh, uh, released, uh, automotive continue to be strong. Yeah. Uh, personal electronics actually grew from a low base. So personal electronics, uh, for the last, like, or maybe five or six quarters has been weak. If you think back to the pandemic, uh, for a couple of years, people bought more laptops and and televisions and and personal electronic gadgets than they really needed, and um, and that's what uh, what is uh, bringing down the demand over the last uh, five years, right? People just had enough of those. So, uh, but that is is coming back from a from a very low base. Uh, but industrial is the market that is, is the largest for us. It's 40-some percent of our revenue. And, uh, and when I say industrial, that is it's a lot. There's a lot of things uh, inside industrial from um, uh, factory automation all the way to uh, uh, aerospace uh, uh, type of products. And that is where now we're seeing a uh, uh, broadening of, uh, of weakness in that space.
0: How nimble can you be? Because there'll be a turn. And 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 actually, looking at some of these the earnings for the and the outlook for some of these industrial companies, it it looked to me like it might be sooner than than expected. Can you can you fill demand pretty quickly once it turns?
1: So absolutely. In fact, we're very well prepared for that. Um, uh, you know, there are several components to that. Uh, the two biggest ones is uh, capacity and inventory. Uh, And on the capacity front, as you know, we have been investing now at significantly higher levels than before for the last several years. Uh, This year, we're going to end up uh, spending on our CapEx, our capital expenditures, uh, about $5 billion. uh, And we expect to continue to be at $5 billion for the next three years after that. And that is part of the expansion in, in Richardson and also the... The new factory is going in uh, Sherman, as well as the factories, uh, the one we bought in Utah, and the second one that we're about to uh, to start building also uh, in Utah. So that's a huge component of being able to respond to that demand. The other component is inventory. So we just finished last quarter with close to $4 billion worth of inventory. About $1.3 billion of that is in finished goods. So those are ready to be sold. Uh, the rest is in various states of finished, chips, uh uh, uh, either chips or whip or different different stages, uh, and uh, that will give us the uh, the a great position when we get on the other side of the of this uh, downturn when we get to the upturn to be able to support that demand.
0: And there's always going to be demand for those things, and, and in fact, it, it it seems like it's ever inc- maybe this is Moore's law that you know you you more de- more demand for the chips, more transistors in them, but then the price comes down. As 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 you produce produce more, but the market's still expanding, isn't it?
1: So you look at the history of semiconductors uh, for the last uh, fifty years or so; it's been up and to the right. Uh, of course, it goes through cycles, which is what we're going through right now, and it's it's a pretty cyclical industry. So you're normally either on your way down or on your way up. Yeah. But if you look at the at the trend over many years, it is uh, it, it has grown. Uh, throughout that time, and we expect that to to continue just given uh the the trends we have in automotive, so many more semiconductors going there, more electric vehicles, more chargers, and then on the industrial space, same thing you're having smarter buildings, smarter houses uh more uh, uh safety features uh in various things that we do uh in the industrial space uh and not to mention other areas like personal electronics and and communications, right? All of that continues to have more and more uh, uh, semiconductors.
0: So you haven't slowed down at all. Any of your your expansion plans? Then
1: we have not. We are we continue uh, with our with our plans, and we'll continue with those plans. And and we have a great balance sheet, great cash position, to be able to. Uh, to uh, enable that and uh, control our, our own destiny as we as we do that.
0: You're building uh, an enormous facility in in Sherman and, and we've seen some of the some of the pictures and it. you know, it's coming out of the ground and it looks good. How do you how do you fill that place up with people? There seems like such a shortage, especially of skilled workers right now.
1: Yeah, you know our teams are, uh, do a really good job our human resources teams. Uh, to uh, uh, to resource that, we also work with uh, local universities uh, and local uh, community colleges uh, to uh, uh, help uh, source the the right skills, uh, people with the right skills uh, for those factories. Um, and uh, you know, one key advantage of having this long term plans is that we can uh, we can hire. Um, with that long term in mind so for example we're already hiring and training people who will work at those uh uh, sherman at the first sherman uh, factory that's not going to start producing revenue until 2025 uh, but it's going to start qualifying sometime next year so we already have um many of the uh, some of those people at least uh working some of our other factories and and learning their uh their trade and uh and uh so that they're ready to hit the ground running
0: Let's talk a little bit more about the automotive market because that's something that everybody can relate to and we've seen you know the growth in, in electronics in, in automobiles. Now maybe it's slowing down a little bit. Certainly United Auto workers are you know are striking three of the three of the majors right now. Does that impact you? Have you seen any slowdown in automotive because of the strike?
1: So you know we we only report the third quarter. We don't get into specifics of the of the fourth quarter um uh, we only give a guidance right. on on revenue and eps uh but you know um it would not be uh, unusual uh, or unsurprising that a strike by uh, such a large group of uh, uh of employees for uh, such a large uh, uh manufacturers of cars would not have an impact on the supply uh of the of that space but over the long term, um, we um, you know they should figure that out. And, uh, and, and like we said earlier, there are other car makers that are not directly affected, right? So uh, plus, we also supply. Our revenue is uh, is worldwide, right? Uh, so uh, so we ship to Japan, to uh, Europe, and other parts of the world that are uh, unaffected or less affected by that.
0: And, and just in in terms of a slowdown, now you sell. The components that go offshore, that go into the items that sometimes end up back here. Maybe they end up in the U.K. or France or whatever. But but where is the slow is the slowdown uniform globally?
1: So um, and you're correct in your statement. We do sell the components that then go into assemblies that then end up in cars. Sometimes we sell directly to the car uh, OEMs. Uh, the, the manufacturers, but mostly we sell to what's called the tier twos or tier ones uh, that then sell to the to the car manufacturers. Um, oh, and the slowdown we
0: uh, and I mean in general components, Europe- you know, the sort of the industrial type commodities. I'm, I'm I'm curious if it's if it's you know just North America or just Europe or is it is it global?
1: So generally um, we 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 think the best way to describe our our markets is by end markets rather by geographies because many yeah. times geographies they're not tied to so you know if you have a, a company in california uh designing phones for example uh that doesn't mean that that demand is based in california right uh that uh the the, the production of that phone could happen in various parts of the world and then the demand for that phone uh, comes from all over the world, right? So that's why generally um, we we think the better way to look at our markets is by by end market rather than right, geography right. so that, That's why we we talk about auto, industrial, personal electronics, etc.
0: Well, here's hoping one of those quick turns comes uh, comes swiftly. We we appreciate the time, Rafael Lazardi, Chief Financial Officer for Texas Instruments. We always enjoy the visits. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Thanks a lot. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com/slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.